Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. The Jericho Network on Westwood One. X-Pac 12360, featuring weekly news, insider commentary, and interviews with superstars, past and present from the world of pro wrestling. A new day is dawning for DX. And now, your hosts, Sean, X-Pac, Wolfman. Welcome to X-Pac 12360, What up, everybody? Yeah, I figured I'd say it a little different this time. It worked. Yeah, I've had a day or probably two days to decompress from. When did you get home from All In, Johnny? First thing Sunday morning, I was okay. out there. Yeah, yeah, I got in uh, Monday or Sunday at anyway seven thirty. Who cares? But you know, <laughs> uh, so just just saying that to say I've had between then and now mm-hmm. to kind of decompress and uh, you had a busy weekend and just like yeah, I did. Yeah, they kept me pretty busy once mm-hmm. I got there. Every I time I paying... saw you, you were running. Yeah. Oh, did I already mention that? Oh, the historic all-in weekend? That, yeah. That's what I was talking about that we just got back from? Mm-hmm. I did, didn't I? All your fans know you were there for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And let's we're going to talk about that um, in a little bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, sh- sh- My friend Taylor Williamson from Hi, America's Taylor. Got Talent. Hey, hey Mark. Guys. Mark, real quick, yes, show, like just for people that might not be familiar with Taylor, he's an extremely funny individual, and oh, um, he you. was on America. He, did you win America's Got Talent? I, if you don't know, I'll say it. I'll say okay. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I won. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got remember. I mean, you were like, you you were in the runner-up, top top two, top three. I, I lost. I, I I got second place. I lost to a Japanese guy from Japan. So I, I was the most talented American in gotcha. America that year. So. Wait a minute. Yeah. yeah. Um, so why were there a Japanese guy in a talking about America's Got Talent? Was he an American, Japanese American? Yeah, he was, he was Japanese. Japanese. <laughs> oh, okay. Wait a minute. That's <laughs> and well, bullshit. And what did he do? Was he a juggler or something? <laughs> he's more talented. I mean, he just he's, he swooped in and he, and he got out of there. Um, uh, he's like the Kenny Omega. Uh, you know, he, oh, actually, Kenny. He must not. He yeah. must not have impressed Heidi Klum. On your day, <laughs> is that a, what it was? <laughs> he was an amazing dancer. Oh, yeah. But I think it was really cool because, like, there's a lot of racism in America to prove that not there's people voted for a, a, a wonderful, mm. diverse talent. And very, I'm, yes, yeah. very inclusive of I'm, America. I'm very grateful. Yes, and that was, it was inspiring. Nice of them to sure. prove that we're not racist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hmm. um, but uh, yeah, it was a fun experience, and like one of the coolest things is like I've been a wrestling fan my whole life, and getting it led to me getting to hang out and meet people like yourself, yeah. and it's so cool. <laughs> Young Bucks watched the show; that's how I met them. Yeah, well, I saw you. I saw you running around in your tidy whities man. That that was <laughs> oh yeah. So he's doing the skit with. Heidi Klum and oh. he's you know in his underwear and yeah people it's not, people think there's like on America's Got Talent they showed footage of me in my underwear in bed with Heidi Klum and like people think it was a skit which is I I understand you're being right. silly but you it's, were lovers it's in doc- real life documentary footage sure 
It was just actual footage hitting. It was your own, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were like, "Do you have any?" Where's the rest of the footage, <laughs> Taylor? I, I didn't bring it with me, Sean. Okay. All right, I'm all right. sorry. Next time I'm on the show. Yeah, so Taylor was uh, one was instrumental in uh, in uh, this weekend's um, roast of Bruce Pritchard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and anyways, but before we talk about that, I want to talk about Raw la- uh, last night. And it was this last week, night. Whatever. Yeah. This week's Raw, this <laughs> Monday. <laughs> you know, because we publish on Wednesday and gotcha. we used to record on Wednesday, but now we do it today, which is Tuesday. I'm letting everybody in, like, you know. Secrets <laughs> on the secrets here. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, what the hell was I saying that uh, for? Well, Jumping into The Undertaker. Yeah, we'll do that. Oh, and then yeah. we'll get into your experience at StarCast. But yes. like, first things first, uh, the dead man came back and uh, got in Shawn Michaels' face. Yes, and it was a magical segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, first Shawn comes out. And, he, you know, Shawn, he can carry something on his own just fine. He's cry, he kills it on the mic every time. Um, and, you know, he was coming out to talk about Triple H versus Undertaker. And then Taker comes out. And... It was the best uh, take a mic work I've ever seen. Wow. It was it was tremendous. It was very compelling back and forth between those two. Um, um, I loved it. I yeah. loved it. I'm, I mean, I I I'm pretty sure I might be going out on a limb here. I'm, but I'm pretty sure this is planting a seed for some kind of uh, you know. Undertaker versus Sean, whether it's like a singles or some kind of a tag or a triple threat or something, I see that. Like, I see that as a seed being planted for WrestleMania. Hmm. You know, okay, I, um, I'd like to add my two cents. If you please don't mind, do, Sean. Mark. Thank you. No, not a problem. So the, <laughs> they, we've been seeing a trend of these huge international shows having large uh, Attitude Era or or legendary matches like we had john cena and triple h in this one we're getting triple h and and undertaker it could be sowing the seeds for another big international match and not necessarily a wrestlemania Mm. but i think it could be one or the other Mm. possibly if they do one maybe in india or something like something like that or maybe like uh taiwan sure yeah (laughs) i'm for it why not yeah (laughs) the greatest uh Survivor Series. Yeah, right. Okay, everyone. <laughs> Next. I, I just came up with that joke. I don't know. I didn't prepare that. That was so good. You just, yes and, and that's all it works. Yeah. I was just trying to think of another match that wasn't, you know what I mean? The greatest in your house. No, you no, but it has to be a match. Oh, got it. So mm. like the greatest ladder match. The greatest Survivor Series. Right. No, I did that joke. Oh, you're, you just did it? Like just now? <laughs> It's such a good I Damn. Mean, great minds think alike, you yeah. know? Parallel thinking. Yeah. This is Folks. the second most talented man in America. Don't forget that. <laughs> America, we're not doing so good. <laughs> but no, I think you're right. I think this segment was twofold. The victory was number one, it hyped up uh, you know, Triple H and Undertaker. But secondly, just like you, I'm thinking, Oh my god, this is the first time in a decade I actually think Shawn Michaels might be returning to the ring. Usually yes. he shoots it down, so well done. Well, just a while back he was actually talking about that he did have an interview where he was saying that this is something that you know, he when he was talking about who he would face in his prime, and he's not necessarily like excluding it out of options, you know. So yeah, was I that think, the interview you did with him? Yeah, um, it was a second interview. I did oh, okay. a follow up interview with him. Oh, all right, you're, you're more than welcome to put yourself over over there, Denise, and oh, no, say that it was you. That. <laughs> it was I. It was me that interviewed him. <laughs> so would you rather see it was a great Sean? Interview. Thank you. Uh, Denise kills it with interviews. Um, would you rather see Sean and with someone like the Undertaker or with someone present day, like maybe like an AJ Styles? Uh, it's the history those two have. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Sean made it like not that he. I'm going to go out on a limb and say he could still go out there and do a lot of the stuff that oh, yeah. you know. Uh, but uh, he didn't want that pressure. I think you know from talking to him. You know, it's like not going to be Undertaker versus you know Sean WrestleMania, whatever that was, where mm-hmm. they had Two one of the greatest row. matches ever. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so I, I don't know, like, Sean go out there with AJ or somebody, like, I think that the expectations of some kind of match of the millennial, mm. of the millennial, <laughs> the millennium, yeah. you know, uh, expectations. And I just think that it, it would, it would, it's, it's, it's easy for those guys to go out there and have a, of a, you know, a match that can go out and tell a story. There's so much history, you know. Um, there's just reasons why it's better for him to do that. Sure. You know, I've heard people complain, ah, they're just burying other talent again, whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean. You got to remember, these are international fans yeah. who have never had major <clears throat> events like this. You got to give them what they really want to see. Yeah. AJ, so. AJ versus Shawn Michaels would be the match of the non-millennials. That's <laughs> true. AJ's not a millennial. Yeah. He's but, not. He's no. just a no. He's a little too old to be a millennial. Yeah, a couple years. Does Sean like? Does he when he's uh, training wrestlers? Does he get in the ring and do things? Uh, I think he gets in the ring. I don't think he does a whole lot, but he he definitely is in great shape mm-hmm. right now. Um, so and it, he stays in great shape. So I think just having him there to teach ring psychology with people in Florida yeah. is, is the way yeah. to go too. And just being around all those guys, I think give you the itch. You know, especially when you know you could still get in there and rock it. Yeah. You know, so, all right. It's got to be, I bet that it could be a storyline of, like, Undertaker retires Sean, so he's the only person that could unretire him or something like that. Yeah. Hmm. Vince, if you're listening, that's a good way to get into that. If You're welcome. You're giving him that one? If he uses that, I'm going to sue him. <laughs> all right. Starcast. Well, yeah. You, yeah, I just had... wanted to get that out of the way because yeah. this, is a, this is the Starcast all-in episode. However, that was such a great segment on Raw on Raw that I mean we had to address it. Mm-hmm. So, all right. And now on, now to all in. So your weekend, just just run it down. We obviously you did the the roast of Bruce Pritchard. You had the one, two, three, sixty degrees of the NWO, which was a packed house in the conference center. Uh just oh what do you think of the whole weekend? Uh you know, I mentioned just a little quick tweet last night. Um it was historical. It was, it was, and, you know, it's easy to say and, and to know it's historical, but uh, when we're in the moment, I, it's hard to really understand just how big a deal uh, that weekend was. It's going to be looked back upon, and people are going to be talking about that forever. Mm-hmm. You know, I have never seen a happier uh I've never seen happier customers for anything in years, in years. Not just a wrestling show, but anything. I've never seen more satisfied customers. I've never seen happier a, a, a congregation of happier people, happier to be around other people that love what they love, and they don't have to feel foolish about it or, or whatever. You know, everyone can be proud of being a wrestling fan. And I'm a huge wrestling fan still. You know, like from a, from a, from a wrestling, uh, you know, person in the in, in the wrestling industry standpoint, it was huge. Uh, uh, 
and from from the from a fan's perspective, and I'm still a fan. You know, it was it was just like that's heaven. You know, that's like Nirvana. And I'm not I'm not talking about the van the band. I'm talking. You know, what I mean, it's like you even on the la- on the last day, like God, the people. You could just tell, like, okay, you could see a little bit of sadness, like, oh, it's almost over. But it wasn't ruining it for them. Like they were still enjoying it. You know, and uh, and. I don't know. Pretty grateful to have been a part of that. Mm-hmm. It was it was cool seeing the wrestlers meet. I mean, I, I got to go. To, I'm a wrestling fan my yeah. whole life, and like it was special seeing. There's the meet and greet stuff, but then after the shows, like I was talking to Rocky Romero, and we're both wearing Rocky Romero shirts, which is yeah. funny. Or I mean, I'm, you're wearing Chico shirts. That's shirt. Chico. Yeah. Yeah. Different yeah. person. Sorry, come on. Different, it's different. But so then, uh, but Chico's flip, right? Flip. Chico's. Uh, no, that was a different. That was a, a relative of Chico. Yeah, okay. they said on commentary that it was Elijo de Chico. <laughs> <laughs> but they still hang out after one of the shows, and like they all did paid meet and greets and all that stuff. But then. Uh, Wrestlers, are, people are hanging out in the lobby, and then the fans would come up, and like I was, I had this feeling of like, should I help you get out of here? And like, people were happy to meet. Yes. It was like, it was cool. It was just, it was just like, no one was getting bomb rushed. Everyone was respectful. Yeah, you know, you respect. never felt like, oh, I gotta go run and hide in my room to get away from these people. No, it was amazing. Yeah, I just respect and uh, admiration and appreciation all around that, that I saw, and it was really inspiring and cool. And speaking of which, I, I I know how many fans came up to you, but I I'd say at least four or five people came up to me and said, "Hey, I love X Pac One Two Three Sixty," and I was like, "Oh my god!" I was so flattered. It that, felt amazing. Yes, that so yeah. many people actually took. You know, because people can say, "Oh, like the podcast," but you can tell when someone's just saying that, or if they are actually. You know, have actually listened, and it was you know a bunch of people that really like every week. And so, like yeah. all of you that that came up to me, if you're out there like listening, and we met at at All In and Starcast, um, you know, please reach out. Yep. You know, I I I'm, I'm grateful to have met you, and uh, I'm very grateful that you you know take the time to watch and listen. Uh, most people listen. I, you know, like I, I I wish they could you know take time to watch because it's pretty cool i watched to have the studio especially when we have incredible looking human beings like taylor williamson (laughs) come in studio stop it and they all love denise and jimbo too of course oh yeah yeah, so yeah no yeah so yes back to you know well one of the things i wanted to add to what you were saying was the fact that you know everybody was happy and excited to be there granted i wasn't there but knowing i was hearing everything about it and one of the things that absolutely blew my mind was the fact of how this event sort of helped other companies like pro wrestling tees because yes. i saw that they wrote that they sold over mm. twenty thousand products and that equal to about five hundred thousand dollars so yeah. i think about this and you think about the potential that pro wrestling has and you know in the past i feel like we've all heard stories about sponsors being a little negligent to maybe wanting sponsor to maybe wanting to sponsor wrestling events and stuff like that and now with something like this i feel like it's definitely going to open up a lot of doors maybe a lot of different things because i know that one of the places that you know that all in was originally supposed to be held at was at staples center and staples center said no Mm -hmm. because they were you know more of a wwe place and i feel that with this and seeing the sponsors tgi fridays cracker barrel cracker barrel yeah there you go (laughs) and all the people and all the money that was made like you can't help but open up doors with that and i think that's just incredible helped everybody out that's right and also 
Buffalo Wild Wings was there with their new wing order shirts. I have one. Oh my That's god! Great. Yeah, yeah. Didn't you see them? <laughs> no. Yeah, they were like at the very front of the of the hotel lobby. Sweet. Wow. Yeah. So if you wear one, you probably get free wings for life. I hope if you walk. Yeah, in I'm not a theater. wing guy. Oh. I just thought it, it was cool that they, you know, they did that and that they, uh, you know, obviously uh, wanted to be a part. The Chamber of Commerce uh, was was you know um, giving awards. To them for you know bringing that to the area and you know even when I showed up to the airport to leave the, the police the Chicago PD were there the airport police were asking me about everything and you know what's the Bullet Club and like because it was just <laughs> everywhere you know yeah you know and uh, and um, geez there's so many things yeah how enjoyable was it to share the stage with Scott Hall and Kevin Nash again oh, it's fine I do it all the time okay it's not a big deal I I'm gonna be honest it was. At first, a little bit, um, it was a little funky, you know, coming out of the box on that thing because, like, there was all of this uh, prep, like, research and, you know, stuff that was done for me, and I appreciated it. Uh, but that's not how I do it, obviously, right? And so it was kind of, and so um, Neil Pruitt, mm-hmm. who's the voice of the NWO, uh, you know what I mean? Sure, the following. Up. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, I was there. I got to watch the second half of it. Yeah, so you so saw it. You know, it was cool for them yeah, to be a part back. of that, and and, uh, and the people liked it. You know, some of the stuff is stuff that we've talked about. I don't know how many times, so it doesn't seem like that big a deal to us. But you know, there, you know, that room holds a thousand people. It was packed. Yeah, yeah. Standing room. Yeah. So. Um, they loved it. They, they seemed did. to like it. I was in the back of the room enjoying it, and I just looked around, and I saw the fans just... I, I think that the old, the thing, my regret of that is that we didn't fit a Q&A into, the, into that. Because uh, all of a sudden, it was like, okay, ten, we have 10 minutes left. It's not time. You know? Yeah. Um, uh, but, the, like, honestly, the highlight for me personally, the best time I had uh, was the roast. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was great. I'm and that you guys did a great now. job on, on <laughs> you know, making that thing happen. I mean, I... I, 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 I don't go, oh, I didn't do anything, because <laughs> no, you bullshit. You were there, like, the whole goddamn day writing jokes and, and trying to help people out. Well, I, uh, we don't talk about that? Yeah, all that behind-the-scenes shit, yeah. You so, came up to me, and you were like, a bunch <clears> of people aren't doing it now, and a lot of my jokes are not going to be used. I'm like, okay. I mean, we talk about all that. So... It was the most special day ever. Like no hyperbole, no ass kissing. Like I'm a wrestling nerd, and like, uh, like, uh, so like, so I, 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 I'm in a. It's, it's a small hotel. It's not a giant hotel. Like so, I'm in a hallway, and then uh, I see Shuli and James Mattern, who are the uh, two of the other comedians, and then they're like, "Come with us. We're going to hang out in this in the hallway or in the hallway." Shuli from the Howard Stern fame. Yeah, Shuley, wondering. Yeah, and uh, so we went to. Uh, we're hanging out in this green room. So I went with them, and then like Bruce Pritchard comes in to meet him, and and then you. Uh, oh, so that's just us and Bruce, and then uh, Bruce is like, "You got to write me some jokes," and we're like, yeah. "What?" <laughs> yeah. We were never told anything. I like, I, I'm down, I... but like. I'm like, okay, then hang on, I get to meet Bruce, and he's so funny and silly and ridiculous, and like, I'm going through my jokes, he's like, I'll take that one, and I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and, but then I'm like, he thinks that's the only reason you're there, is to write jokes for <laughs> yes, him. Yes, I mean, he, 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 like, so I'm like, whatever, and then like, I was like, what's cool about all comedians, we're all insane people, we all wrote the worst jokes, the most possible worst things you could possibly say, but we're also like, 
we also want to be respectful to these wrestlers who we, we actually admire and care about. We're not trying to cause problems, you know, for the most part. I think I can speak for most of us. And, um, but we also don't want to upset anybody. So, like, I was like, uh, is this joke okay for Sean, you think? And he's like, I don't know. Let's call him. I'm like, no, don't call him. <laughs> 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 I'm like, what? So then Sean comes down. And then, he, and then Bruce is like, Taylor, Taylor Sean, Sean, I'm this accent. He's like, Sean, Taylor has this really nasty joke about you. Tell Taylor, tell him. I'm like, what are you talking about? I don't have a nasty joke. <laughs> and then I said it to him. And, like, and then he's like, yeah, it's fine. I don't know, whatever. And I'm like, okay. And then, um, but Bruce kept, he brought, and I said, I have, I have like a, a Karen Angle joke. And then like, like, 30 minutes later, Karen Engel comes in screaming at me in a room full of people, but at me directly. Who here has this joke about me? Who's who's going to say these nasty things about me? And she's like going off. Like on, a, on the 10, she's like at a 10. And then I thought she was making a joke. And Ron Funches started smiling. And she's like, I'm not I'm not making jokes. You were funny last night, but I'm not being funny right now. And then what's funny is that all the comedians are freaking out. I'm freaking out the most because she's looking at me. Sean's just on his phone continuing his conversation. <laughs> just, just being numb to I just her. walked up to the side because I knew what was going on immediately. Yeah, <laughs> I'm legit terrified because like my joke's not even bad, and then uh, and then uh, then she just she after a minute, a minute of yelling at me, she's like, I'm just kidding, and like I was like, oh my god, and you peed yourself, <sighs> and then so Bruce Bruce was just trying to get people to whatever. So then uh, Jerry Briscoe came in and he's like, let's what, talk about that, <laughs> dude, a little bit. Uh, what a, let's be nice though, because <laughs> I love Jerry. <laughs> I think he, I think he may have drank it a little bit, perhaps yeah, a little bit, at, like yeah. three in the afternoon, but he was such a sweetheart he was like he's roasting us and like just telling talking so much trash about he was funny right he was so funny it was all love like he was funny and like so like sean we were able to like we're trying to they're all like so sean and uh uh and jerry and then pat patterson came later like no one was told anything really what to do and uh we tried to um so Jerry was just telling crazy stories. We're like, that's a great thing to tell in the roast. Do that. I'll write a bullet point. Like, uh, Bruce Pritchard stealing from whatever. <laughs> yeah. Never materialized on stage, did it? He, he had bullet points of these great, amazing, legendary stories yeah. he was saying. And then he didn't do one of them on stage. <laughs> and then, like, uh, yeah, and I gave him, like, one of my jokes. And then you. Pat was pretty on you pretty hard in the back, right? In that room. He I was mean, giving you shit the whole time. They were so, but it, I was, I loved it. Yeah. I'm so, it was yeah. such a joy, these, like, Little legends of wrestling mm-hmm. to just 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 uh, shitting on me in the, in the green room. <laughs> and it was so cool, and uh, and again that helped Sean figure out his because uh, it's interesting writing a roast for other people. I've never done it. Mike Lawrence is killer. Does it all yeah. day. Mike and, Lawrence, the 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 current, I think. He roast battles. Yeah, too, right. I yeah. think it's kind of undisputed at this point. Yeah, right? he's so good. He's yeah. the best, and uh, they all did great. But. Uh, uh, but for some reason, I was the only one that, that everyone was just looking at me, makes I'm the nerdiest of all of all of us. Like the wrestlers, were like Taylor, write me some jokes. What's happening? I'm like, why are you looking at that? There's five. To people be fair, better. Mike Lawrence looks like a wizard. I think he's <laughs> equally as nerdy. That's a good point, actually. Yeah. But um, anyways, but it's interesting trying to write in the point of view of the person. So like when we we're talking with Sean, we're like, like he's a, a funny guy. He's an interesting point of view. Like how do we do this for a guy who's not a professional comedian? But like he was, he's the but a killer performer and like. We're saying that I think Sean was the the highlight of the wrestlers for sure. And I was pretty, you know, I mean, that's very nice to say, but I didn't have much competition up there when I came to people from my industry. Well, it seemed like, it seemed like some wrestlers didn't understand how a roast worked, and uh, but uh, they were. It was so cool meeting most of them, and. Uh, Eric Bischoff's kind of a scary person. <laughs> I'm sure he's an, he's, he's, he says he's not he's not a funny person. No, he's not. And I, I want does he try to does he enjoy coming off very serious and being intimidating? Is that fun for him or is that just I him? don't know. 
Because he was... I don't know. <laughs> he was not rude or mean. He was very respectful and kind. He took a yeah. picture of me and he heard me and he said, thank you for sharing that. But he's so intimidating, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like telling a joke and then looking back at him, he doesn't even give me... I didn't even look back the whole time. Because honestly, like every time I said something like even slightly like, you know, going in yeah. on someone... Like, part of me felt bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, they made me go first. Uh, James was, like, the, the he was the M- roast MC. And if you guys had to watch on Fight TV or however, uh, I think that's how you can watch it. And uh, and uh, he was like, good news and bad news. You're going first. I'm like, where's the good news? Yeah. And he's like, well, because the good news is on a roast, I guess, you get to do the jokes first. So if someone else has the same topic, whatever. Right. But, like, I'm up, I'm up there being like, I don't know what the crowd will like. I don't know what the wrestlers will like. So I'm kind of... Uh, I have too many jokes written, and on the fly, I'm, I'm like pulling audibles. Like, well, we're not going to do those jokes, and these jokes are okay. And like, oh, that works. So, I was I didn't give as much of a performance as I wanted to do because I was like structuring as I went. Especially nowadays, since like you never know what could be like insulting to someone, and you're like, oh my god. Yeah, I don't know these guys, and I truly don't want to be hurtful. I just wanted mm-hmm. to be silly. I want to do my yeah. job, but also I'm so grateful. Man, Bruce was so chill, and I'm so grateful that Conrad had me yeah. and like. Uh, and I get to hang out with you guys. It was such a joy. And so, like, the Kim... Okay, here's the... The dais was yourself. I'm just... Okay, we'll start with the, the, the comedian. Yeah. Yourself, Dan St. Germain, who crushed it. Yeah. Great. Dan's killer. Crushed it. Uh, Ron Funches, Ron our, Funches. our dear friend Ron. Uh, Shuli crushed it. Yeah. Mike Lawrence crushed it. Yeah. You know, uh... And, and James, and James oh, Mattern was, yeah, the, James, was yeah. the, the MC... And he did an amazing job, right? They, honestly, it was cool. Everyone did their own thing in their own different yeah. way. And like the, uh, uh, Mike Lawrence got a standing ovation in the middle of his room. I've never seen a joke. <laughs> Which one was it? I th- it was the Roman Reigns one, I think. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you want to share it? Do you remember what it was? I don't know how to quote it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was. It's the, this is like the bad version, or it's, it's the good version of the. I don't know, but it, it was something along the lines of uh, Pat Patterson has had many things in his shoved down his throats, and they should <laughs> his throat. So many things, so many big things shoved down his throat. His throat should be called Roman Reigns, or something like that. Okay. Uh, anyways, it was. It was, a, it was a joke on like having Roman, Roman Reigns shove down everyone's throat, it and it, 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 yeah, yeah, it brought the, it, yeah. The, but the wrestlers who were did it, uh, it was X Pac, uh, Bruce Pritchard, of course, was the roast, roasty, uh, Medusa, Eric Bischoff, uh, Jerry Briscoe, Pat Patterson. And, and Bruce uh, Brut- and Brutus, uh, Brutus Beefcake. Oh, okay. And then Jerry Lawler, uh, Jeff Jarrett, and Jerry Lawler came up for a minute, and he yeah. kind of never seen that happen before on, on mm-hmm. the roast. Where Jeff Jarrett kind of went up there and was like, "I'm not a comedian. I'm not going to try to be funny, but this guy is." And he brought up Jerry Lawler, kind of roasted himself. He got a shout on us. Yeah, <laughs> and then, he, then he roasted himself. Then he got out of there, and I was like, "All right. I mean, you can do whatever you want. You're Jerry the King Lawler." He took every, yeah, like he took everyone's. He made some jokes about you know, like an under, like you know, like in young ladies and yeah. What his date ordering biscotti? <laughs> <laughs> Good jokes. But I didn't even do roast on him. I didn't roast him because I didn't think he was there. Right. Mm. There was an empty seat. And uh, some people came up with some stuff real quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we wrote jokes. Like I was sad. I didn't do my Diamond Dallas Page jokes. So I was really excited about that. Oh. No. Who was it that? 
Was that the one that you were most disappointed in because you had the most jokes for Dallas? I wrote so many just like – I, I didn't want to go mean-spirited. I wrote all these like silly DDP jokes. And, uh, <laughs> and then uh, – but uh, he, yeah, he, he, he wasn't available for the roast. <laughs> but but, but it, listen, the whole thing was like those other names that we were told were yeah. going to be part of the roast. Were even at the, yeah. we, they were not StarCast. You, hey, know? you got to think on the fly, baby. Yeah, yeah. You know, it is what it is. And then some, know. like, you know, Kev didn't know. Yeah, we're back. We're in the green room, and uh, Sean's like, I just texted Nash. And, but you weren't even joking. You're just like sh- telling a story. You're like, oh, yeah, I just texted Nash, and uh, I said, uh, uh, that I said just roasting. happened to be pertinent to the conversation, <laughs> so I decided to share it. We're talking, like, oh, Nash, he's like, I just texted Nash. I said, we're doing, uh, I'm doing the roast. And then Nash said, who are you roasting? <laughs> but he was supposed to, he was on the He's list that we got sure. of the people who are roasting. So, so well, I was told when Conrad uh, asked me about it, he said that you guys were going to be joke writing for us. Yeah, I think there was. A, Nobody mentioned it to you. The, uh, I offered it because I was like, I want to. My dream was sitting in a room with all these legendary wrestlers and writing jokes for them, but I was never told to do so. I just ended up doing so accidentally, and. Um, but it was I, I had so much. It was just every wrestling nerd's dream to get mm-hmm. to like hang out and try to be funny with people and like. Uh, you're the only one that listened, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Because the other, I mean, the, I I tried talking to the, I, I tried talking to some of the other wrestlers and uh, helping them, mapping them out and stuff. And uh, be the only one. And you made it your own, and you took the jokes and you changed them. You and you had some jokes that I didn't, we didn't give to you. I mm. think. The yeah. low-hanging fruit, yeah. the ball, the ball, the old man balls joke. There was a few that yeah. we didn't talk about that were in mm-hmm. there, and, and you changed the jokes that we liked to your point of view, and he, he did a cool – his point of view was really cool because uh, you went up there as yourself, and yeah. like, like Rose, you just re- you're allowed to go up there with your notes and just read jokes, but he's a great performer and went up there and was like uh, – you know the classic like uh, like Ron, uh, Ron White tells a joke and he smokes his cigar mm-hmm. or, like, or George Burns type style. And people take a drink after a punchline or a rim shot. That's what it was. Ba-dum-tsh. So like, what's our, so like, because he, he asked, can we have a rim shot? We're like, no, Sean, we don't have a rim shot for you. We don't have a band. <laughs> but then what's Sean has? What's his thing? It's the uh, the suck it thing, you mm-hmm. know. So you kind of use that as a rim yeah, shot. Yeah, I <clears throat> I let everyone. I, I I just told everyone like, yeah, um, you know, we don't have the rim shot, but uh, so I figured we'd do this, you know, after every joke, just so you guys know that, you know. This, the, you know, it's under the joke. I'll raise my hands up like this, and then nice. you know, do the crotch top, and then you all go suck it, and that will, you know, take the place of the rim shot, and it will, you know, just in case the joke sucks, I'll still get a reaction at least, right? It's great because I had two two of my jokes for sure did not work at all, and uh, it's, it's the worst <laughs> feeling of all time. But then it makes up for me just do the suck it for and real. Bam. It's yeah. a, yeah. it's it's uh, it keeps it fun. It's a saver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it was fun. It was. I wish I could do more pro wrestling roasts. <laughs> we'll have to work. Can we do another one? How about a roast of yeah. Sean Waltman? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Because I, look, I even had comedians, and it might even have been you, tell me, look, you know, everyone likes you too much. Like, no one wants to, like, like well, people I tell I me, like, that. no one wants to really go in deep on you because, like, they like you. That is yeah. A, yeah, that's definitely... 
I've seen that happen with comedians, and that could be an issue. It's like, ah, we don't really have feel a lot of bad, bad things like, to say. Well, well, plus, like, I've given Bruce people Willis. so much material to True. use, and, and hardly <laughs> any of it. Like, let's be honest. Yeah. Hardly any of it was used on me. Like, well, you some said, of I think you said the crazy. most brutal joke for yourself, I think. Uh, I don't know, the torn asshole joke? <laughs> no, you said um, something about, like, I was standing on a thing, and then now I was, I was standing on a tank, and then... No, now I'm, I'm standing with a bunch, a bunch of, of people at her tank. I fucked that up, though. Sorry. But, uh, Excuse my language. <laughs> but I think, yeah, I mean, I don't know my point. I have nothing to add to this. But, Damn it, Taylor. Uh, I, uh, Why did I bring you in here? Uh, listen, I think I think a roast would, you be, would be a joy. Maybe like a StarCast two years from now, a roast yes. with Xbox. There you go. Which there will be a StarCast two, by the way. Oh, yeah. Is it official? No. Oh. No, but. Can, can we do it if they don't want to do it? Yeah. Uh, boy, can you imagine? It's out in the universe What a right shit now. show that would be. Yeah. What the, well, hey man, why, why would that? If I have anything to do with organizing anything, oh, I said my starcast. Okay, all right, my starcast would be. So good. let's talk about the the show, the All In. Sounds good. It was amazing. Uh, I'm excited. I didn't think I'd get to go because my deal was my deal with Conrad. It was like fifteen thousand dollars. I'll do the wow. roast, first class. That's pri- all you pri- got. Private jet. Oh, you got more than that. <laughs> I'm a little bit bigger star than you. Makes sense. More profitable weekend than I thought. So 15. I, listen, I asked for more, but I was like, they have a budget. I understand, you know. So, uh, uh, so then, uh, but I, my deal wasn't a ticket because they were sold out. They mm. oversold out, you know. And uh, uh, so I was just expecting to watch it on a TV in the hotel. But then last minute, Conrad was such a sweet man, and he, uh, he hooked us up, the comedians, and we got to watch it in a press box. You were there. Yep. And, I'm next to like uh, uh, Dave Meltzer. Dave Meltzer, <laughs> Wade Keller, Brian Alvarez. I'm trying to think of who Johnny else was. Laquasto, Johnny Scott Hall was in the next. The round. other one over. By the way, Meltzer looks like he's never enjoying anything. He was just so like in the zone analysis. Speaking of which, though, before we do analysis, I think we have to take a quick break. Okay, let's do it. We'll be right back. We're back here on X-Pac 12360, talking about the All-In Starcast weekend. We got Starcast. Step out of the way, I think. Well, kind of. I mean, there was Sunday. Uh, you weren't there on Sunday, were you? No. I was. How was it? How was Sunday? It was all right. <laughs> I just had a box of shirts that I forgot like I had, and so I s- pretty much I sold them. Did you just set, go to a table and just set yeah. it up yourself? Yeah. yeah. Cool, yeah. Nice. Yeah. The last, uh, what that, it, what's cool as a fan yeah. of this stuff is like, Knowing that the money is going to the artist or the wrestler, yeah. the 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 art person, the wrestler, the person, the human who you care about. Sure, it's not going to. When I buy a shirt, the WWE. I mean, respect to evil corporate, wonderful corporations. But like, I like even the the person. That's right. It's, so it's like <coughs> you're supporting the art, the person. I'm sorry. Yeah. But so that. eloquent, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like, but it was special because the the interaction with the person that you're in the mind. It was really. I loved it. I loved watching wrestlers and interact with their fans yeah. and like yeah. seeing like even seeing like Cole Cabana next to Sergeant Slaughter. Like he's talking to his fans, then he's like Sergeant Slaughter saying nice things to him. Like yeah. it's cool seeing people who I look up to looking up to people and all the hell <laughs> that works. Who do you, is there anyone that you're still excited to meet? Did you have you met anyone that you're just like, oh man, it's that guy? I know you probably met everybody. No, but it's all like I don't know. Yeah, it's a good question. It's, I'm just happy to see everyone, Taylor. Yeah. I know that sounds like a bullshit answer, but like just anyone that you know I r- ran up and down the road with, or you know shared a locker room with, dressing room, whatever, uh, for years. Uh, even if we didn't get along, I'm so happy to see them. 
you know, because I mean, we're we're both still alive. Yeah. You know, so uh, it's it's a it's a great thing. Um, it's great. Speaking of slaughter, you know, Sla- Sergeant Slaughter was the one that called me uh, f- for my WWF WWE tryout. And, wow. Yeah, back wow. in '93. Yeah, and produced all my first vignette or first like promo segments and. Um, you know, I love Sarge and, uh, he looked pretty good when I saw him, mm-hmm. you know, a couple, like for a couple, a couple years ago, he was looking rough and, uh, he looks good now. Um, so yeah, but anyways, you know, let's, let's focus on all in and uh, what was the first match? The Briscoes defeated SoCal oh, that's Uncensored. Right. Yeah. Uh, no, actually SCU won. SCU won. Oh, did I get that wrong? Yes. Okay. Sorry. It was, uh, yeah. the kickoff show, man, for me, it. It couldn't have been better. You had the two matches, and you know Scorpio Sky and Kazarian came out dressed as Rocky Three. Kazarian uh, Sky looked just like Apollo Creed. Kazarian had the black and yellow robe, and the Briscoes. There's no team out there like them. So that match was pure fire, leading into the Battle Royal. I mean, it start to finish, the whole kickoff show I think could not have gone. Yeah. Better. I think this was one of the cool parts where, you know, this show for a lot of people was kind of like this was like their biggest crowd that they've ever had. And I think that was one of the things that we got to see. I know you can tell SoCal Uncensored was like super excited to be there channeling uh, Rocky vibes and all of that. So that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of Scorpio. Well, all those guys. Yeah. Frankie, Chris and and, uh, Scorp. But I'm I'm especially happy for Scorpio Sky. Big time. And he actually said it was only the second time him and Kazarian ever teamed together in a match. He said, yeah. it's crazy. It felt like we had been teaming for years. But I'm not surprised. The night before, the three of us, the four of us went out to dinner um, with Daniels. And just the way those three interact, it's like they've been best friends for 20 years. And I think you you could attest to that pays off in the ring. Yeah. And the way they worked together, it was, it was great. Hey, and Scorp was dressed like Apollo Creed. And yeah. somebody on the other team was Dressed like because Arian was dressed like Rocky. Oh, Rock. Okay, yeah. Yeah. and then the Briscoes <coughs> came out just looking mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and so, so obviously that was, you know, very nice opener. And then the Battle Royal was very unique. And mm-hmm. and I got to say it was, um, you know, uh, some some traditionalist might have been shitting on it or in the early part of the Battle Royal. And uh, and it ended up being like best battle royal I've ever seen. I, I said it was the best battle royal I've ever seen, and then I looked at Dave Melster, and he was like, "I've seen better ones." <laughs> <laughs> of course, yes. <laughs> but it wasn't coming from like a shit talking place. Right. He's just coming from like a <coughs> super nerd point of view. He's like, "Grew up in San Francisco. I've seen a, there was a lot of great battle royals." I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, it's the best one I've ever seen." I, I'm sorry, Dave, but I have a hard time believing that growing up back in the day. In San Francisco, you saw a battle royal that was better than that one mm-hmm. from 1960 get... or 70 or when or even 80. Whenever you saw it, am I causing problems? Just, no, you're not. <laughs> but things just weren't. It, it couldn't have been. No, because they don't. They didn't do them like uh, like that back then. You know, the the battle royals were were. I'm sorry, they were boring as f. Just you know, guys. Finding finding someone else to choke in the corner, or 
or shit like that. So come on, Dave. This, I right. love you, but no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> this battle royal told like six different stories. I mean, I'm with you guys. To me, it was the most enjoyable battle royal I've ever seen. I mean, you had Jordan Grace eliminating Brian Cage. I mean, there were so many incredible moments. You had then, of course, Flip winning. Now, I know, Mark Donica, you have a bit of a different view, so I know we'd love to hear Call you. Call me out. Um, I... Now, I'm not as familiar with a lot of the talent that was featured on this show. There's a lot that, that I know and I'm familiar with. When it came to the Battle Royal, it was even less so. There's a lot of parts that I really enjoyed. I love Rocky firing up and just going corner to 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 corner. Um, but uh, a lot of it, there was I, I wasn't... I, it was one of those things where, oh, well, this isn't for me. This isn't for me. And I was acknowledging that. So I didn't enjoy it as much as anybody else might have. But I, I, it was. I mean, it's a battle royal, and but there, there were also moments, Sean, where I, I looked at it and I went, "Oh, I, this, I see why Sean doesn't like battle royals, yeah. or to do battle royals." But that, that's really it. It's, yeah, and I, because that's they asked me to do it, and even that day wow. of the show when I when I got there, you know, I had to like. You know, just trying to be nice also and make me feel wanted. So, and I'm and I'm grateful for that. Um, but I was, I just wasn't, you know, no. Yeah, I and, wouldn't. I wouldn't have seen where you would have fit into that. No, I. But I did enjoy it, and it was Billy looked like a million. Ooh, if it wasn't yeah. for Brian Cage, Billy Gunn would have been the best looking uh, person on that entire show at fifty three or whatever he is, he is. A massive individual. Yeah. When he's facing off with Cage, I'm like, my God. You know, and then Shane was a surprise. He was supposed to be hosting the viewing party. Next thing you know, he's heading to the ring. <laughs> and he got out of there and made it back in time for the viewing party. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Yeah, and I think it was like a kayfabe thing. Like, hey, you know, Hurricane was there. I'm here. You know, <laughs> he pulled a Chris, he pulled a Chris Jericho. Yeah, he went to. Different- they were going a little too far ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Easy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, that so, was a yeah. kickoff show. Yeah, yeah, and um, okay, so then. Moving on to the first yeah. match of the show, Matt Cross versus MJF. What did you guys think? I personally thought that for a kickoff match, I thought it kind of started off a little slow. Maybe I think of personally, I thought the show was a little bit too long. To tell you the truth, I thought that I could have uh, done some parts a lot shorter, maybe done without some of the matches. I think if I had to choose, this would have probably been the match that I would have taken off the card personally, just compared to some of the other stuff and some of the other action that yeah. happened. But Matt Cross looks so good in this match. The guy, the guy is a badass. I really enjoy his work. So I don't know what you guys. What do you think of MJF? I think he's getting there. I think uh, there still needs a. Um, he, I like his like what he's trying to get out there. I still think that he he needs a little bit more work. He's but like twenty one years old. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah, I met him when he was eighteen. I knew like I I have my I've been having my eye on him. You know, he still has a way to, ways to go. I think it's uh, you, you watch him in, in the ring, and I like how he takes his time in there mm-hmm. and works. You know, kind of like an old school heel. Uh, I agree with you. Denise, <clears throat> that maybe uh, you know, uh, I, I see. I definitely understand where you're coming from. I, I, I see could, your point yeah, as well. I, absolutely. I, I'm, I'm glad the match was there though, because number one, you know what you're going to get from M Dog. He's he's amazing. But for me, MJF is. What I love about him is what he does outside the ring. He is the kind of person that will stay in character. He will completely be a heel to your face and stay in character, whether it's social media or in person. Um, I think he's got it all. And like you said, he is young, but I think that was a great showcase for him to yeah. be in there. Yeah, so like it, like I like I think you're right 
Denise. Uh, however, I my my being happy for both guys overrides right. that. So exactly. yes, let's shoehorn them in there if we can fit them. Yeah, I think from from a, a production perspective, this could have been a technical difficulties match. Where if they were figure if once they went live on pay per view or fight TV, if there was any sort of a difficulty, then they're going up on a match that wasn't advertised. Yeah. So the people mm -hmm. that are paying don't miss a match that they could have been paying to see. Yeah. And so we got the benefit of seeing a really good wrestling match between two great talents. Yeah. And it's cool for. CZW to have their current uh, heavyweight champion on on that card. Yeah, so. I my you know about what you said about you know like that being the opening match. It kind of really wasn't the opening match, right? So I mean, we 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 started off on the kickoff show with with the Briscoes. So like that's really the opening match of of the of the night. Uh, so. Um, but I, I Christopher Dan. Let's talk about Christopher Daniel, Stephen Amell. I was very impressed with Stephen Amell. I yeah. have, I would have, I would have done the match differently. I would have, um, I would. Let me, let me listen to your co comments first. So actually. personally, okay. So I know that obviously, you know, Stephen Amell isn't like, you know, he hasn't had the most experience or anything yes. like that. But first of all, starting off with the fact that he was paired up with Christopher Daniels is a great f reason because obviously we know that Christopher Daniels is going to take care of him in the ring. He's going to he's a person that you can trust to help him carry him to a good match. Now, I know a lot of people are saying that this match should have been a lot shorter, but then there but then the reason why it was the the length that it was, which I believe was like 11 minutes or so, was the fact that Stephen Amell wanted to have a real wrestling match. He wanted to have he wanted to have the best celebrity wrestling match there is. Maybe he didn't, but I got to tell you, he really impressed me. And I'm not just saying this because I'm an Arrow fan and I mm -hmm. love him as the Arrow. So this is why this match was personally exciting for me. But I just thought he was really good. I thought the spots that he did, um, the, the two major spots, the table one and the coast-to-coast -coast one, that one... I think that he did really well. I think the only thing that I would probably, you know, obviously we can still sell that he's at the beginner level. The thing that I would have to say that he still has to work on is his selling. But other than that, I, I honestly thought he did good. Yeah, the match could have yeah. been shorter, but, you know. <clears throat> he shined too much in the beginning. He, or not, he shined for too long in the beginning. Uh, like, it got, like, he, any baby face shines too long in the beginning and gets... It's just it's, yeah. At first, you get excited when a baby face is mounting a, an, an offense, but then if it just keeps on going, it's like okay, like you gotta cut them off and get them in jeopardy, mm -hmm. and especially if it's a, a celebrity type situation. Even though he's more of a wrestler than, you know, I mean, he's got some serious training behind him and already has a history with you know being at SummerSlam uh, and doing a great job there. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, so you know, I would have done it a little differently. I would have cut him off a little sooner and had him fight from underneath the whole time and get some offense in and then shut him back down. You know, hope spots and then shut him back down. You could still get in all the shit you want to get in, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and do it that way. And and it just um, and that the table spot and the coast to coast. Uh, the, the coast coasting was great. Was it's just that, like, it was such a huge reaction, and then, like, you want to save the biggest reactions for going right into the finish. That right. was my issue with that, because no reactions 
uh, we're even close to the coast-to-coast and the table spot. Especially considering how many more table spots we had left in the show that we yes. were going to see. The moment he crashed that table, for me, that should have been the end. Because yeah. you're, you're Christopher Daniels. You put him away at that point. If Chris wouldn't have moved on that, that would have been the worst table spot in the history of wrestling, considering how he fell onto the table and everything. Mm-hmm. But the, with him moving, yeah. you know, it was like, uh-huh, you know, yeah. it was one of those things. I was, wait, when I was, because I was, I was watching it with Scott, you know, like I was I saw around, you guys talking. And we were yeah. watching it, and, and he, we were going, oh, what the, hell? like, you know, and then afterwards it was like, oh, good. And I was like, you know how great it would have been if, <sighs> if, if, uh. Christopher Daniels would have got up and did the old Memphis point, you know, I'm smart, and point to his head. Yeah. <laughs> People don't understand. Like, he, he, it, it looked like a botch, but then he fixed it. Yes, Which, yes. Do you think that it was intentional? I don't know. It, I mean, it, did, it didn't matter as much because he moved. He, so, so it was like he, he lured him into it almost. Yeah. Christopher fell like to the side and then he like he he slowly he magically on, rolled himself up on the table. Yeah. It looked like it looked like a glitch in like a video game. Yeah. <laughs> but then yeah, then, then Mel jumped off and missed him. So it looked like he said himself like, Oh, yeah. you know I'm gonna lie down because I'm in so much pain. So it yeah. worked. And I give Mel a lot of credit. Look, the guy is gonna be rich beyond belief for the rest of his life. I mean, you, with just syndication for Arrow, he doesn't have to do this. And clearly he's got a passion for yeah. it. So yeah. Like they got a great chant though. When Stephen went through the table, everyone's chanting "Broken Arrow." Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah, the crowd had some great chants. Yeah, actually, like yeah. that was one of them. There were some other ones. So. Oh yeah, we'll get to those. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So moving on. Afterwards, we had the women's fatal four way, which was Madison Rain, Britt Baker, Chelsea Green, and Tessa Blanchard. I didn't pay as close attention to this match. Uh, but Tessa Blanchard was is a superstar. Oh yeah, she's jacked. Like I was, she's an amazing wrestler. But yeah. I was, she's so ripped. Like yeah. I was, I would never seen her that ripped before. And by the way, it was very cool to see uh, legendary Tully Blanchard, a Magnum TA in mm-hmm. attendance. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this match, uh, I loved it. I mean, start to finish, they the timing was there. Yeah. All four of these women are just incredible performers, and I th- I think you know Madison Rain obviously is is been in the game for a long time, but you look at you know you Chelsea Green, um, you look at Britt Baker, and you look at Tessa Blanchard, they're all reaching their peak. I mean, Tessa yeah. just won the Knockouts Championship. She's twenty three years old. There was a weirdness at the at the finish though. A little bit. You know that kind of like it. it, it that caused the finish not to go off as good, you know, like crowd reaction wise. Because I think people were thinking maybe it wasn't going to be the finish. Because I think like the ladies, the other ladies, like could have made the save and it looked like they were going to. Is that how? Like, yeah, I think so. I think it was a, just just and not they didn't because up the it pin. was the finish. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I, really let me sure. ask you about that. I, I asked my friend who who worked on the thing. I was like, was that a mistake? So it looked to me like the referee counted to three. Because no one, there was. It looked like a mistake, and the referee was like, "I have to keep counting," and like that's where the ending was. It didn't look, it didn't look like the correct finish. So something, right? But and then, it just seemed. It weird. looked like it, but then he yeah. said, "No, that was the right finish." But then I look at it from a different point of view, like stop trying to be like a smart fan or whatever that stuff is, and I'm like, it was clunky, but like it's. It, Wrestling is real. It's then, a fight. It's yeah. a fight, and they they missed it, and like it's kind of cool that it it it, it was it didn't look polished. It looked kind of rough, but. I think in a different point of view, it's kind of cool to end like that. But is the point to 
and realistic or is it's an point? invalid point of view Next. Ah, okay, <laughs> okay no, that's fair kidding. no but like I, is, the, is, the, <laughs> is the point to end with a big pop or is yes. it so the, it, that's more yes. important than realistic absolutely oh, okay that's interesting come on man I don't know I'm just a guy I'm just <laughs> what about mozo. your set do you want it to end with the pop or well that's interesting how does that I, work I, I ask people listen smart ass over here try to okay <laughs> listen to this but that's interesting too because like Seinfeld is a guy who just like he gets consistent <laughs> he gets consistent. I love you. You too, Terry. You guys, I don't know. Uh, Seinfeld will end. Um, he gets laugh, 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 laugh. Good night, everybody. You're right. He His en- newest special didn't end on a massive closer. He do- I've never point. seen him end with like a ovation. Yeah. He ends with, uh, and hey, that's all for me. Thank you. But then some people like to end with the, oh my god, it's amazing. Right. I'm out of here. It's that's drop. right. Massive callback. So yeah. there's not. So there's no right or wrong in comedy, maybe, but in wrestling, you want the pop. It's just me. No, I mean, I, I guess. Sense. I mean, you know, damn me. But those women should be very proud. I mean, Denise, what do you think? Um, honestly, for me, anytime Tessa Blanchard is involved in anything, I am immediately drawn to it just because I feel she wrestles very differently. Unlike any, unlike most of the women that I see, I feel I feel that we should. I feel like they should all be a little bit more like Tessa, not taking away from anybody. I just feel like when she's out there, I really, really see the intensity, the powerfulness. She moves a different way. And she's a I pro just, wrestler. Exactly. Yep. She's I, not, you know, trying to be a pro wrestler. I mean, and this, I didn't mean to cut you off, no, no, Denise, but, you know, there are a lot of people that are like in there's a lot of wrestlers ladies in none and some are more pro wrestlers than others mm-hmm. you know just because they're on the show doesn't mean you know i mean it's just certain people put more into this than others sure i mean I, I thought chelsea was fantastic in the match we were all the way up top and i can see how theatrical she was being yeah. and she's grown so much that character thought, was great I, oh yeah I, I thought that was like at first i was like what is happening then i was like i like this oh you but. should have seen what she did on impact for the past year it was something to see yeah, I yeah. feel like that's when she comes out as as with the the bride and the thing mm-hmm. and everything. I feel like that's when she when Chelsea is her strongest, and I think I almost feel like I want to see her like that all the time. So, and that's I, did you feel uh, Britt Baker is the uh, Doctor Britt? Is she, she's in, uh, her. I saw her tweet or something, something about like how she's Adam Page's girl, or I'm sorry, she's Cole. Uh, Cole, uh, Adam Cole's girlfriend, and she gets uh, oh she's only on the show quotations because of that. She was. A, I thought she was killer. Yeah. She, she was the highlight for me. I thought she was so good, and like all I knew about her was that tweet, and I was just like, "We'll see what she has." I thought she she shined on that for mm-hmm. sure. And you know, she was a she was a dentist. She is. So she is just a great. dentist. Yeah. So I always wonder, like, how come she doesn't do like a scary dentist gimmick? I don't know. I, she, I think that's. Cool. <laughs> it's been done. Hey, are scary. Yeah, it's a great idea. I, I'm telling you, it's have a you scary idea. Something scary about. I know, but she can do what? it though. I'm just thinking outside. No, that's not really outside the box. Uh, I like the idea. I seriously like you the idea. You do know there was a scary dentist once yeah. before, right? What if, what if she's like scary dentist, then fake X-Pac, and then she could be like uh, some dead guy's brother? <laughs> there you go. Whatever. Thinking outside the box. Yep. Uh, moving on, we had Cody Rhodes. Thinking inside the box is the new thinking outside the box. <laughs> so like... <laughs> um, we had Cody Rhodes, who became the new NWA World Heavyweight Champion, defeating Nick Aldis, which was one of the moments that I immediately saw just blast off on social media, which was incredible. It was a very special moment, mm-hmm. and uh, and I was up in the I was up in the suites, and I ran down to the uh, I ran I ran downstairs mm-hmm. for that one. 
because I wanted to soak that in. Thanks for because I knew me. it was coming. Thanks for well, I, was, me up there. I couldn't tell you because I didn't want to smarten you up. Okay, th- th- thank you. Yeah, I would have got, you know. I'm with you. I, I went down to the I floor, I would have gotten too. kicked out of the You went to the floor? I did. How did he get to the floor? I had a ticket on the floor. I also bought a ticket. Oh. Yeah. That's what you get for a So what did you guys think of the match? Man, uh, this one just tugged at the heartstrings. Yeah. You know, knowing that that Dusty, you know, former NWA World Heavyweight Champion and, and Cody winning it, this match had so many different levels. And I've really enjoyed working with Nick Aldis over the past year when he would come to championship wrestling. And, and just, yeah, it's I, been a, he's done, I don't mean to interrupt you, but he's done yeah. a fantastic job. All the involved with that, uh, you know, as carrying the NWA world title. He really has. And, and he's been so professional to work with. And so. I, I'm rooting for him to have a great match. And, of course, uh, Cody, the times I've interacted with him, he's been great. And the history of it, everything about it just really draw out. It drew out so much emotion from, from me and a lot of other people. So yeah. uh, congrats to Cody, but also congrats to Nick Aldis and also to, to Billy Corgan and Dave Lagana because yeah. they've done wonders with the NWA in just one year. It's incredible. What do you think? Taylor, I, I I loved it. I'm laughing because you're like, what does Taylor have to say? I, I love it. I care it. what you have to say. Hey, thank you That's so why much. I had you come in. Thank you. Brother. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so I loved it. Like I, I got like emotional, like yeah. just like how spe- the importance and how That's special right. it is. And uh, I think it's amazing what Dave and Billy and Cody have done, and Nick and all everyone put together. But like the NWA title is not. I think it's not. Unfortunately, it went through a phase where it wasn't as a big deal as it was before. Actually, it was dead. It was dead. It's yeah. basically yeah. dead. And but, but I remember watching Championship Wrestling from Hollywood uh, and seeing like Colt Cabana get it, and then uh, and then uh, Adam Pierce. I saw the legendary yep. stuff, and like I don't know, if as not as many people knew about it as should have. But I think what Cody, what they're all doing with that will make their experiences a bigger deal than yes. it's been before. So he's helping the whole history of the time where it wasn't yeah. as big of a deal. So I think that's so special. And one other thing, I saw, I saw a tweet Nick Aldis put put out because they both came out with like a team with uh, yes. of uh, supporters behind them. And uh, I love that. Yeah. And Cody had it looked like it was like DDP and Glacier and uh, some Sam, other Tommy Dreamer, Samuel Tommy Shaw Dreamer as well. And yeah. Sa- and and then on the other side, Nick Aldis had Jeff Jarrett and uh, uh, some other people. Forget Tim Storm, Sean Davari, and Seth Davari, and Tim Storm, who was the previous champion. Yep. And I saw Nick made a really sweet tweet because people are like saying, "Why did you bring Jeff Jarrett? Because he screwed you over or something." And Nick wrote the most beautiful thing, saying, "This guy, he did some stuff to me later, but he also gave me my first shot, and I'm gonna, I can forgive someone." Yeah. It's just a very loving thing, and it's. I thought that was a beautiful lesson for any human being in any walk of yes. life. Yes, I, I'm, yeah, I'm all, I'm all in, all aboard <laughs> on that. Yep. Not so much on Jeff letting the, the thieves go. Not, oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> we're talking before the show about. Oh. oh, we didn't talk about that. No, that was. Oh, that was, oh shoot, people are going what. I thought we were talking about that on the show. Some Let bad, them wonder. Some bad yeah. people tried to steal some merch, and, and Jeff... Uh, Jeff was way nicer than I would have been, yeah. and I'm a pretty nice guy. Jeff did a really sweet thing, and like he... Uh, he yeah. What a joy meeting him. He was so cool and fun, mm-hmm. and like... I, I had the best. It was the best weekend of my life. He's got a great, <laughs> <laughs> he's got a great laugh, that's for sure. Uh, and so, I, yeah, and go ahead, Mark. With, with this match, I had the benefit. So I, I didn't watch the show live. I watched it a little bit later. But I had the benefit of watching the 10 Pounds of Gold special oh, yeah. episode that they made building up this match, yeah. which was 
amazing, and I highly recommend anybody that hasn't seen it go back and watch the 10 Pounds of Gold series, which now I suppose will be moving forward with Cody Rhodes at the forefront, but it helped enhance this match so much more than the little the, the little vignette that they showed before, which was fine and, and cool, but it helped establish Aldis as the, the new torchbearer of this uh, current iteration of NWA, and I love the story that he told, that Cody told, that everybody told. This, this I think, w- was one of the top matches of the whole show. Yes. And I think we kind of saw a common thing with that, adding to that, Mark, which it kind of just made me click it together, which was when you said that, you know, what they're doing with the 10 pounds of gold, how it kind of led up to this match and what everything surrounding it. And that was the same thing with the show, with being the elite. So it kind of just... In a way, everything was like the whole story builds were all on yeah. online, and then here they are, they come to flourish yeah. in person. Yeah, I thought this match was really great. I it was. There was a couple of little things. <clears throat> uh, there was a few uh, missed opportunities for near falls when Cody missed a uh, moonsault. Like when that type of thing happens, we need to make we need to make the cover. We need to sure. go for the pin attempt on things like that. Um, so like that. Uh, a couple of things like that were the only things I saw and and I uh, just you know um I'll just leave it at that. I love the drama of it, though. At one point, Cody's bleeding and, and fighting to get to the ropes, and he's staring at Brandy, who's cheering mm-hmm. him on. And you know, I think um, Aldis had him in the Kingsland Cloverleaf, and he's just fighting his way over. Just, yes. John, did you ever go back and watch the commentary or watch the, the actual broadcast? I saw like, I saw a bit of it. Because Brandy was saying, you don't have to do this. You fought. It's up to you. You can, you can stop this if you want. But essentially, just like, hey, man, you've dealt with a lot right now, and you, it, it helped add to the drama mm-hmm. that much more and the story of what Brandy and Cody have gone through to get to this match. Yeah. Yeah. It, it helped enhance the match. So, so I'm much nitpicking more. when I talk about those like missed near falls. No, no, no. I, no, I, no, no, I don't think so. It's so interesting to hear but your perspective. It, it, I think it means there, a lot. There, there are several matches where there some of the ring awareness wasn't there for me. I mean, these guys are... Oh, sorry. Keep going, Mark. And, and Finish your thought. We'll, we'll talk about it in the Chicago street fight, but a lot of, a lot of times where there are these big moments that happen, but... Yeah. Sometimes these athletes have their back turned to their opponent for like 30 seconds, yes. 40 seconds trying to set up mm-hmm. where any any other scenario, somebody would have come up, pushed them off or, yes. or a variety of different things. So there, there, there are a couple of moments where um, and there's not not as much in this match, but I, I agree with you, Sean. Some of the ring awareness wasn't there for me. Well, and, and yes, that happens. And we got to keep in mind that these guys are a lot of the guys, I mean, don't have as much experience as, say, some of the guys you know and and this is what i was talking about like during the weekend um with a lot of people this you know a lot of people my age um and and older will sit and and watch this this stuff or you know a product like this and just shit all over it and talk about how they're not doing it right, and you know they're killing the business. This, I mean, you know, any number of things. Mainly that just they're not doing it right. You know these type of mistakes. What I would like everyone to keep in mind is all of these guys collectively, not just Cody and and you know the box and you know Omega, but all the the big you know the the really strong independent wrestlers out there um 
have been figuring this out on their own. Not a lot of us hung out and passed the knowledge on. You know, a lot of us that had the knowledge to pass either just left and said, you know, I got my money, so I'm out of here because, you know, the business went down, you know, down the tubes. Uh, or uh, some of us were just too messed up to, to, to be able to mentor, you know, the younger guys. Um, they, you know, guys are coming back around and it's getting better now. But like in the meantime, these guys have had to build this all up on their own. And it's very impressive. You know? Yes. Yeah. So I will take the minor mistakes like that and the ring awareness and maybe missing a near fall here and there, you know, uh, because overall it's just, you know, um, there are other things they do in there that blow everyone else out of the water. Yes, absolutely. And they will get those other, like the little detail stuff. That stuff will come in time. So anyways, can I say one more thought on this match? And like, I know this is just about the overall of it, but what was so beautiful about that match is like, it gives a storyline because of the web, the web series and uh, all this, but like, there's so many stories if you're like a long-term wrestling fan. It's really like a 50-year storyline right. if you think about it. Like literally, or whatever, 40, whatever. But like Dusty Rhodes and it's his son and uh, he's doing independent show like his dad. And like yeah. he left. He went out, did a crazy <laughs> thing that like he, he, quote, shouldn't have done. But he did it and he he did it, you know? Yeah. And then Brandy went with him, which is a crazy move. You're leaving a job? Like what are you doing? You have a great job. She went with him. And then uh, – and then Earl Hebner was the referee, mm-hmm. and like all these people come to the ring who like he's probably, probably like his uncles, you know. Yeah. Like it was so many beautiful. Dallas got a huge pop in that, right? With that <laughs> yeah. when, he, when he dropped Davari. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and it's it's just so cool. It's of like course a... Dallas took his sweet time like soaking <laughs> it up too, right? That was the one part that confused me because I saw I'm watching from I saw like Earl Hebner did the X thing, like, yeah. uh, like there's an injury which. What do you think when referees do that? It's like an, after, as part of the story. Like as a fan, I'm like, oh no, he really hurt himself, and I'm feeling Does bad. Does that for mean him. injury? This isn't that cut. what you tell me? Isn't that what that means? Man, I learned something every day, Taylor. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> but I never—I didn't know you let it do it. You want know Sean? I don't have to be here, okay? I have so many other wrestler podcasts I could be doing right now. I could go hang out with uh, Josh Need. Where's uh, we're gonna go to Cincinnati and hang out with Josh? I was just thinking I, that's how I met you is through Josh Josh Need on yeah, that's Twitter. Right. Yeah, great that's right. Josh Need shout out. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Way I just, to deflect. I just read yeah. the podcast. You just really went all yeah. the business. <laughs> but what do you think about wrestler uh, when they do the X thing, but it's not real? I've never even I never even knew that X thing was a thing. Is I that- thought that we just did it when we tell everyone <laughs> the second. So. All right, next. All right. <laughs> Moving on. I'm not saying it's not a thing. That could have been. That could have came along in the last few years. Are you being sincere? I swear to God. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, Johnny? I do. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. I swear to you. It's okay. I have no idea. It doesn't mean it's not a thing. I'm just telling you. I've oh. never really like it's. I never. Oh. Never thought about it. It would just add it to the story, add it to the drama. You know, because usually I was the one hurt, so like I couldn't really <laughs> see anyone doing this. Right. You know? Right, right, right. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on was the Chicago Street Fight, Adam Page versus Joey Janela. It went too long. It was it was a it was good. It was all right, it was it was good stuff. I'm a I'm a fan of both of those guys. Joey's Joey's got his own and, and and what he does, he does very well. Um, 
and Adam Page from the time I saw, and I, I, I when I talked to him, it's the first time I've ever met him. Was was that night? I said, "Man, I'll be honest with you, my first exposure to you was your match with Jay Lethal at, at Long Beach, and Jay was hurt, like hurt, broken ribs or some kind of thing. It wasn't Jay's best outing ever, and and so that was my, you know, you know, that was my first exposure to Adam Page." page and like since then watching him you know progress and and get better and and quit doing some of the things that kind of got on my nerves that i would see him do like it's just he's really evolved in a real short time Mm -hmm. and they're one of the better guys out there great on the mic too his character was fantastic yeah i just uh okay uh if 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 i'm having a chicago street fight one thing you know, you kind of, you kind of don't usually show up in your trunks and boots for a street fight, and you don't lock up in a street fight. I don't, that's the part that that took me out. It's like, eh, why didn't you just have a match? So, um, but I guess then you couldn't do all the crazy outside the. But it took too long. It was too much time on that. Yeah, they could have cut it shorter and then yeah. just done the Joey part, especially and then that's pretty much. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. And then you. that's pretty much it. Like they could have just condensed it a yeah. lot more, especially with the time, with the budgeting of time, the time budgeting problems they had later. You know, later in the sure. And then of so. course we had a friend of the show, Joey Ryan, come back from the dead. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it worked. I thought it fit perfectly. Yeah. in the show, contrary to what some people thought, it was much needed humor in a four-hour yes. show. Yeah. Yes. I want my only is my number one issue with the whole thing, and I think we might have talked about this. We talked it for a second. Yeah, um, before the show, all the dicks were white. <laughs> they have no black dicks, no yellow dicks, yeah. no brown dicks. These are racist dick druids. I was seriously not expecting that. I was thinking, like, oh, what is he going to say? And then that there, everything else was great. I mean, unless they're all the they're Joey Ryan ghost. Uh, well, to be, to be fair, uh, to be fair, that's a great point that no one else. Yeah, they weren't like no one's dick is. That, I mean, I don't see a lot. I haven't checked. Have you ever right seen name. a I, dead those, black guy's dick? Those were. They're, they're, they're I'm all, sure it's not white. It was all ghost colored. Are black ghosts? What color are ghost, black ghosts? I think they were ghost penises. Is my guess. And they were. What? You should have seen the guys uh, when they were, were in the back before they went out. You should have seen all those guys standing around in those dick costumes <laughs> with the frowns on their faces. Like, oh, it was the word. It reminded me when my son. My my children's mother made my four year old son dress in this clown costume for oh. Halloween that he hated more than anything, and the look on his face he had to, and he was like, "I hate this. I'll never forget it. I'll, as long as I live, I'll never forget oh, her making my son wear that." And that's the same look and same expression I saw in like half of these guys' faces. It was so funny. I would have paid to get right. <laughs> Absolutely. I would have had the biggest smile. Are you kidding me? You want me to be a dick? Let's go. <sighs> uh, from wrestling, so there's people who are hating on it because what's the, what's the reasoning behind that? Hating on the dicks? Yeah. Oh, because like, well, Cornette hated it because, you know, he hates Joey Ryan and they you know it was on the same show as an NWA world title change and, you know, any number of things. And, you know, that's Jim and that's what he does and, 
he's entitled, and there's a bunch of people that follow that way of thinking, and they're entitled to think that way, and you know, I disagree with them wholeheartedly. But some of these people might not know the story. I don't between... think they give a shit right. about the story. They just hate it because Joey Ryan and dicks. There you go. Did people hate on the Undertaker? I don't mean to. I didn't mean for you not to finish your thought. No, you're so. right. You you finished my thought. That was oh. exactly what I was going to say. When the Undertaker came out, like, was that kind of gimmick, which is so good? But did some people say like, he's dead? Did not really be dead? dead right, but it's the same thing. What's the difference? It's a different. And it goes like this, and all the lights come up. <laughs> come on. Yeah. Well, that one thing on the Joey Nella match, I forgot her name, but Penelope. Penelope, she was great. Killed it. What's her full name? Do you know her full uh, name? Penelope, Penelope Ford, Ford, yeah, or something she like that. She was. Unbelievable. Yeah. I've never seen her before, but mm-hmm. she was uh, amazing. Her and Joey are absolutely fearless. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, the finish. Wow. I, you know, he told me that it hurt him a little bit, too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Something with his legs getting caught on something. or Oh, there's the, the ladder yeah. spy into the He said table. the finish yeah. felt great. He said he hurt his legs something else. I'm not sure oh, where okay. the match it was. Yeah. It was like an upside down tombstone pile driver mm. into it. It was crazy. What's that move called? Is I it, don't know. I would say, hey, so it looked, like, it looked like Adam Page went to throw him up this, the, the, the ramp thingy. The thingy? Yeah, yeah the thingy. entrance ramp and he, into the tables. Yeah, and I was like, he didn't hit the tables. But apparently he had, he, hit the, he had one of them. He missed one of the tables. That was yeah. scary. It was. It was actually okay from that. Yeah. That wasn't any. That wasn't what caused any of his pain. That was an odd setup. For, I'm sure there's a reason behind it. Like yeah. I always think there's someone smarter than me. But the ramp. It was like a full ramp. Then there's like these itty bitty steps. That steps were, are terrible. Yeah. But why didn't they do? Why do you think that was? It had to be that way. Sometimes it's just not well thought out, or sometimes we economically. Just don't, eh, I don't know because I can't imagine how like uh, you know I mean. I can't imagine it costs flat, that much well, more. Flat, than, flat versus curved metal it is a little bit more expensive. So, so it, it could have just been, hey, it, well, stairs are fine, sort of a thing. Like, we have our stage. Stairs are fine. Yeah. We can deal with it. They're fine. They're not ideal. Exactly. Uh, anyways, what was I saying? You are talking Shit. about the, the, ta- the, the table spot. Well, uh, but, yeah. Um, I guess what I was just going to say was I'm amazed at uh, – uh, uh, Joey being able, like he, uh, he, he doesn't blow up for a guy that smokes three, four packs of cigarettes <laughs> a day and doesn't work out. Wow. Yeah, I'm just like wow, because I, I mean, I still blow up because I, you know, maybe it's because I don't work as much. Hmm. But yeah, they pulled it off. They he, did. They and yeah. You made the point about the show that like it was like it was levity, which was used a great thing in that time. Like, I was tired. I was falling asleep during one of the matches because I'm tired because it's just yeah. a long weekend of having fun and stuff. And uh, there was always some energy that kept me awake, which is really special about the, the fluidity of the yeah. show. Five, mm-hmm. As an audience member, seen it for over five hours. It didn't seem like a five-hour show. Like, you know, like these marathon, like some of the, you know, the pay-per-view, you know, on WWE Network now. They got the whole pre-show yeah. thing and everything. It's just... This didn't seem like it was that long. Yeah. Nope. And the crowd kept you awake, too. And yeah. What I like about the crowd is they didn't make the show about them. Like, I've been to some indie shows, where they, yeah. they, which is the same audience, where they, they're funny and stuff, but it's kind of disrespectful sometimes they get yep. to that level. I felt like the crowd was so respectful and so uh, grateful, and mm-hmm. they, kept, they kept it fun, too. Yeah. And then, okay, so after that, we had the Ring of Honor Championship match, which was Jay Lethal and Flip Gordon. Impressive. I'm impressed with Flip. I 
I, I just I hadn't really been exposed to much Flip Gordon. Um, Great athlete. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and people love him. Yeah, they do. Why do they call him Flip Gordon? I, I'm going to have to ask him. Yeah. Let me have him on the show. I'll ask him. <laughs> Maybe because Commissioner Gordon or something. Maybe. He likes Batman. Yeah. Am I am I really funny, you guys? <laughs> the second, Can't you tell? The second most funny. Do you have to ask? I, I do. <laughs> All right. Well, did anybody else want about, to ask? How about, okay. I mean, know. Black Machismo, you know, yeah, with Lenny, Lenny, Lenny Poffo. Come yeah. on. I mean, that, I understand some people would have rather seen Jay Lethal as opposed to Black Machismo, but just the fact that Lenny Poffo handed him the glasses, I thought that was a really cool nod to his brother and, and the history, you know. Yes. Somebody had a problem with that? I've heard a few people say that I'd, I'd rather see just Jay Lethal, you know, instead of the character. Yeah, but some people would rather, like, some people would rather just bitch about, they just want to have something to complain about, you know? Like, you did see Jay Lethal. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, you just did. And the people loved it. Uh, it worked well. They, they, you know, they did the um, Hogan, you know, Flip yes. did the Hogan thing. And Flip did it great. And they and they incorporated it in, and, and it didn't look out of place, mm. you know. It all felt right. And then when he when Brandy came out with him, like that, oh that my whole storyline, yeah, it was so funny and it worked. When uh, he like he pulled Brandy around like she was Miss Elizabeth, like uh, you stay <laughs> over here. But I think that's a good point too. Is that they did a lot of silly type things yeah. and a lot of like I don't want to use the word stunt in a bad way. They had a lot of stunts in these matches, like with the Cody match had a. But it all—it didn't seem like fluff just for fluff. Yeah. It like it was all cool and it yeah. flowed and it was beautiful. And it, and it was like and it, it was cool because said. it's new. It's the new, you know. Obviously, this is the new uh, generation. That doesn't sound right, but the new style, the new, th- the new era. It's just trying to be trying to separate from. The you know it's the new measuring stick in a way. Whatever, but like, I, I'm, why am I having a hard time freaking figuring out how to say this? I got they did a great job of incorporating legends into a show. Yes, that is supposed to be about the next generation. Yes, that's what I'm trying to spit out. Pa- da, 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 Patrick, da, da. Patrick Stewart. Yeah, so Patrick Stewart, next generation. <laughs> uh, <Suck it>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Moving on. Yeah. All right, well, the next match after that was Kenny Omega versus Pentagon Jr., which I think was probably the best match on the show, you know, except except for the main event, but maybe this one. You know, I kind of feel like tied tongue-tied on this one, but I do think this was probably one of the best, maybe the highlights of the show for me personally. Uh, yeah, and you talk about surprises at the end. Uh, you get Omega and Pentagon. That's a dream match, number one. It's going to be great. But then, of course, you have the surprise at the end. The lights yeah. go out, and uh, Jericho is just <laughs> he's amazing. I he's mean, a pretty smart guy. He's a legit he sure rock star. Just to insert himself into all the important shit going on, doesn't he? <laughs> and I, he sure does it well. One yep. of my favorite things is he didn't wash the Pentagon makeup off between the nope. show and his Fozzie show. Yeah. So he's on stage <laughs> with the half-done Pentagon makeup. I, I was I was a big fan of this match, and I would like to see them go again because their styles clash so uh, intensely yeah. that... I think that they could go a lot further. Like, I think this is a modern Chris Jericho versus Rey Mysterio sort of a thing where they work together really well, but they could do so much more crossing over into each other's styles and working. I, I enjoyed it. The, okay, the fur like, the people ate it up and it was great. 
the first like half of the match or so was just some pretty. It was all great stuff, but it wasn't too like outside the box. Yeah, like you know, different. It was all pretty basic, incredible, but basic stuff. And then like maybe like you know uh, with. I don't know, 60% of the way through, they they kicked it into overdrive and started doing some really innovative stuff and, and just killed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like so, because at first I was thinking, oh, they're just kind of, it was all great, but like the beginning I was thinking, oh, they're just kind of doing, you know, stuff that was kind of like, I'm not going to say predictable, but it was, I don't know if you guys are following me on this, but yeah, it was... It was stuff that was all great stuff that, like, the it was the first time anyone had seen them, you know. Uh, but, like, it was the last part of that match, the last half of that match that was that really drove it home for me. That was that made me go, wow. No, honestly, I just feel like with the whole Chris Jericho thing, like, yeah. I have a pretty strong feeling, and I, you know, I could be definitely wrong on this, but I do have a feeling that we're going to see him on impact with everything that's been going on. And I don't know if you guys have seen of late, but they've been doing the Jericho chants on impact. They've mm-hmm. been talking about him so much. And honestly, I just really feel like we're going to see him on impact. And even to like, even on the show, it was just like an even more of like a, he's so going to impact sort he, of thing. He can do what he wants. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. got carte blanche and everybody wants him. And of course, he gets the plug in for his cruise at the end. That's the best part about it. Yeah. Kenny, see you on the cruise. Yeah. I mean, and I didn't see that coming at all. Uh, and even like when they when the lights went out, I was like, "Huh, what's going on?" Here? I was thinking it might be the um, the firing squad, the yeah. offshoot of the Bullet Club, but no, I was wrong. I just, I yeah, you could tell like, okay, something's going on, but it never would have got. It seemed like though, as soon as he did the code breaker, even with the mask on, everyone knew, right? Oh, yeah. I think, I think it was a tattoo, but maybe because I was watching it on TV, you could see the tattoos right away versus if you're in person and you're, further, you're not it, looking at there, the screen. There's a, I agree with you, Denise. There's, a, there's also a little bit of a buzz that more and more people were like, what, what, and realizing, and then the code breaker when everybody popped was yeah. when they was the, the confirmation more so than a realization. Right, mm-hmm. right. One of the things we also haven't mentioned on the show that I just want to mention really quickly um, was that I absolutely love the commentary for this show. I think that they did such a good job. It's been been one of the best commentary that teams that I've heard like in recent times. I've been wanting to say that the whole show, and I kept forgetting. So throw that oh, in there because it was really go back good. And pay attention yeah. more. Yeah, I yeah, read that really too. Good. Like Ian Riccoboni is so good, and uh, oh my god, he was so I'm good. Very happy for him. He's a great guy. Um, he's been with Ring of Honor for a while. He stepped in when Kevin Kelly left, and they were, um, you know, uh, loyal to him. And he's he's killed it. I'm very proud of him. And I, I mean, again, it's so cool. That, like, and then Excalibur's on there. Like, I and the <laughs> referee uh, uh, knocks and like I uh, and. Uh, uh, Todd from ROH and like it's just it's so special and cool that like they put their their friends all have to be the most talented people in the world and mm-hmm. what they do but like they brought their buddies from every walks of life mm-hmm. in, into the show and it, it's, it was special to watch as a fan of these people like we all feel like we I've been watching Young Bucks for 10 years yeah. now and, and hey can we like okay no one else deserves any more praise until we give praise to the wives of the young bucks, Dana. Yes, mm-hmm. Dana, and who's the, 
I don't know their names. I didn't. I just want to. Yeah. I just wanted to say that um, they were like the, the the true unsung heroes of 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 all of this. I I think, and especially, I guess maybe I'm, I'm assuming both wise, but I think for sure Dana's the one I met yeah. there, and she had like you could tell she was getting shit done. Yeah. She was running things. I met Matt's wife. Is that her name? That's yeah. She's Matt's amazing. Wife. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. So like it's just it wouldn't be it wouldn't be cool if we talked about all in and didn't mention and didn't mention her and, and everyone else that uh you their, know made that all happen. Their whole family is so special yeah, though. They're great. Their parents yeah. and like the, it's it's inspiring how close they are with like there's like cousins and nieces mm-hmm. and their kids mm-hmm. and And also Brandon Cutler's wife had a big part in making ring gear for the Bucks and a lot of the other stars oh, as great. well, which really helped. So yeah. <laughs> Awesome. So moving on afterwards, the semi-main event, which was Okada versus Marty Skrull. Yeah. Okay. For me, that was by far the best match on the show. That's what people in our little yes. room were saying. However, they bogarted time, and and uh, and uh, so I'm a little bummed that you know that the Golden Elite versus Mysterio Bandito Phoenix stuff didn't get the time they deserved especially been you know uh um going elite bucks that's what is it, did i say that right i don't know what they're the, the golden elite is the kotobushi and young bucks combination yep. yeah yeah so uh yeah it's just those guys it was their show and they got screwed on the time you know like come on it's it's we have to we have to stick to our times. It's 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 inexcusable that that happened to those guys. Mm-hmm. So like it, it, it does take some points away from the match for me knowing that. I uh, but it was amazing. And Marty Skrull is one of my favorites. And uh, and I don't know if that was his first match with Okada, uh, but. Those guys have amazing chemistry, and they told them the best story and took their time on things. And I, to me, that was the match of the night for me. Do you think Okada is the best in the world? He's right up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of that's subjective, but sure. there's still going to be certain people in that conversation no matter what, and he's one of them. No there, were so, there were so many times during this match where, where I just kept saying to myself, God, he's so good. <laughs> Yeah. In, in relation to Okada, yeah. he, this was this was so much fun, and we had uh, Tiger Hattori as the referee. Yeah, that was and that cool. was a, that was part of the problem was Tiger didn't have a earpiece in, so like they they couldn't get time cues. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, but just a, so good. Wow. Yeah, it was just it was an insane match. And the entrances, like the production value for the yeah. show, was fantastic too. Mm-hmm. Like it was like. It still, it was. They did it. They made it their own way, you know. And like, it wasn't like fifty million dollar production, but it was still perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, like uh, Okada's entrance, he had this the stuff falling from oh, the yeah. sky, and the umbrella spot. I thought I love oh, Skrulls' yeah. uh, umbrella yeah. spot. Yeah. And again, it's a thing. Like, it's it's a stunt, but it's like it's cool. It worked and it made sense and it had all in. It was funny, but also really good too. Yeah. Everything made sense. Denise? Awesome. No, I really enjoyed this match. I'm a huge fan of both of these guys, Okada and Marty Skrull. I mean, when I first heard that this match was happening, I was like, okay, this is going to be cool, you know? I wasn't sure what they were originally going to do if they had Okada. So I, I think that 
I think they made the best of it, especially given that, like we've said before, he's one of the top stars in the world. So I, I think this was a good this was a good match for sure, for sure. And in the main event, it was hyperdrive. Yeah, hyperdrive <laughs> can, to say the least, I guess you can say. I think they went twelve minutes, I believe. Yeah. And it was Rey Mysterio, Phoenix Bandito versus the Young Bucks and Cody Ibushi and Kota Ibushi. And I was just absolutely in a match like this. I am such, I, I love, love, love Phoenix and Bandito. The oh, first yeah. time that I saw them wrestle live, I was absolutely amazed and astonished. And in a match like this, to say that Kodo to me was the least impressive was insane because he is impressive as hell. So to even be able to say that is like next level to say, mm -hmm. um, you know, more about the other guys as sure. well. You know what I'm trying yeah, to say here? Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Does anyone else want to tell me? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it was just hard. It, it's funny. In my brain, I'm thinking, oh, my God, how are they possibly calling this match right now? Because it was just nonstop fury the entire time, whether it was Mysterio or Phoenix or Bendito or the Bucks. Just the whole time. You talk about a, a, an energetic way to close out the show. Granted, like you said, didn't get the time they deserved. But, boy, did they make the most of that time. Mm. Yeah. Hey, okay, so how many minutes was it? Twelve. They had a, they had a 40 minutes they had, or something like that. Yeah, they had like 30 or 40 minutes uh, wow. of shit that they, you know. Yeah. So when that happens, do they cut stuff out or just do it uh, faster? Well, they had to Both. cut it out. There's no way you're cramming. Well, watching on the broadcast. 30 minutes of shit into 12 minutes is just not happening. When they ended, like, they, we didn't even finish hearing the rest of commentary nope. saying, like, the finale. Like, I think it was like, Cody Root, and then that's yeah. it. That was the end. So, like, yeah. it was, like. Three Cut seconds out. left. Yeah. And that's the thing. And that's why, like, uh, you know, more so than, well, just as important as, you know, other things. Like, if they didn't, you know, they would have had to refund, I mean, a ridiculous amount of money if they didn't, you know, if they didn't get the thing finished before they went off the air. But I thought, do you agree that the match still came off awesome? For If you don't know about this stuff, like, just as a fan, I felt like the match was still killer. Okay. It, but from my perspective, I, 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 I really enjoyed the match, but Denise, um, I, I wonder if you heard it as well. When we were, when about five to seven minutes, it, it's, I heard somebody very, very loudly say, we have to go home. Hmm. And, and so I was like, all right, here's here. The end of the match is going to start the end of the match. Here comes the end. Here comes the finish. Here comes this. And they just kind of kept going. So there was, there was an added tension wow. for my production brain of just, they've got to end the show wow. yeah. and they're being shot. And cause when Didn't they, they yell at like Meltzer driver now or something, something like that. Like that. And, <laughs> and after they hit it, you, I saw uh, Phoenix start to get into the ring and, and one of the Bucks just went up to him and just held his hands up like, no, stop. And then they got the pin, posed, Pyro went off, and then fade out. It mm. was a photo finish. With like three finish. seconds? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like so short on the time, like you wouldn't even believe it. And um, one of the things I wanted to add about this was, um, oh, now I'm having a brain fart. I was going to say something. Oh That's yeah, oh yeah. So I was listening to Wrestler Wrestling Observer Radio, and Dave Meltzer said, had this match gone like an extra ten minutes or so, like this would have definitely been a five star match. And I was kind of like, oh man, now I'm depressed that I didn't get to see it. And he brought up a good point. Like this is one of the few times that we're ever going to see. Like granted, we might definitely see the bugs and 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 Phoenix and Bandito again in the future but the fact to have the element of Rey Mysterio That's in right. this we're never going to have that I mean well, I don't know never say never but you get me like there's a good chance it's not going to happen soon so that that's kind of I, I think it's really sad that they 
you know, worked so hard to put the show together and that we didn't get or they didn't get the opportunity to really put what they had planned for the fans to see and stuff like that, you know? Don't rule out a rematch at all in two whenever that does happen. Yeah. And what I thought was interesting is like this would have been a match opening Nitro 20 years ago and now it's main eventing the biggest independent show one of the biggest wrestling shows ever yeah. like I think that's really special yeah yeah. Oh, that was my thought to share to all say. in all special night man it was, it was It was. oh and we didn't get to see the closing either I didn't get to see anything of what Cody Rhodes said Kenny anything I got we got out of there before the show ended so we could not get stuck in um, that traffic was, it was crazy ridiculous because yeah. Um, you didn't want to spend $130 like me for Uber? Was that you that said that? Yeah. Yeah, wow. yeah because ours was 30 That's, or 25 Yeah, that sounds beautiful to me. Search yeah. pricing. Shout out to Uber. Yeah. I actually I actually waited uh, uh, over 80 minutes after the show just to, to get an Uber back because it was just crazy traffic mm-hmm. and like you said, the prices. But yeah, there was a celebration in the ring. Cody got on the mic and said you know some incredible things. No one left their seats. And then Kenny... No Omega one left cl- the seats. Yeah. yeah. And then Kenny closed it out with... Good night, and I, everyone went nuts. It was really special. Like, and he called people down. Like, he called his family. This guy Brian Wittenstein, my friend. Oh, uh, Brian, yeah, you know, Brian. Like, yeah, he, good dude. He, he did a whole bunch of stuff. Like, he's kind of an unsung hero. He helped out a lot behind mm-hmm. the scenes, and he's the reason I got into the, the, the roast. Thank you, Brian. And uh, he, all these people came down, and like, uh, they just said thank you. And like, it was the most unselfish. It was like they were proud of themselves. Yeah. But it was also very unselfish. Like. I, it's all because of you guys, and yeah. we're all. It was very like. But it's like like let's all pat each other on the back. Yeah, but it was like <clears throat> it sounds cliche, but it's so true about how like anyone who's ever been told you can't do anything, kind of thing, yeah. to this, to that. Like we did it together. Yeah. We're, we're all nerds or whatever. Oh, yeah. Like we're all we all did this, and it was like, and that's what's so beautiful about this movement that they've been the leaders of. Whenever you take a chance on yourself like that, there's always going to be people that didn't have the balls to take a chance on their that are going to shit on that and tell like, how that's not going to work and oh they're marks and this and that and I mean like just being a super wrestling nerd like all those guys in the ring like he brought out uh, like Kenny was in there like yeah. I heard him say like he was I believe I heard him say he was considering leaving wrestling at some point he was like rejected by WWE these guys are told you're too small they mm-hmm. not Cody like all these people who are told yeah. no, 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 no. They all just yes. like no. F you. Watch this, and they did. They did, they did. it, and uh, it's so inspiring. Anyone can take motivation from that, no matter what your profession is. I spent like all night. I'm like, I'm gonna, what's my version? I can do this. I'm gonna figure out my version. Mm-hmm. The next morning, I was like, ah, that's a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you think we're gonna have an all in too? Since they didn't ask, actually say it, but yes. do you think so? And, and, and okay, and yes, I do. I think they should keep it in Chicago every year. Chicago is an amazing city. They would embrace it. They will get behind it. Um, and people will come to Chicago. Uh, I mean, mind you, they'll go everywhere. But I just, in my opinion, I think it should be a Chicago thing. But it's not my baby. Mm-hmm. And I think Cody might have different uh, you know, ideas when it comes to that. Uh, um, do but think, yeah, Do you think it should be a, a brand? Or do you think it should go once a month? Or do you think keep it once no, a year? No, once a year. Once a year. And it spread spread out, you know, uh, you know, far enough away from WrestleMania, you know, like, yes. like it is now. What about like six months in? They do like a kinda in, halfway kinda in, in. just 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 the tip, half, half in. in, just, just the tip. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that would be a pretty great title for a show. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, I know there's something I was going to mention. 
and I can't remember what it was. I just, uh, you know. Did Lulu get recognized a lot? Oh, of yeah, course, right? Knows Lou. People in pictures yeah. with her and stuff. Yeah, I left her in the room when we went to All In, though. Yeah. She wasn't happy. <laughs> she wanted to go. She was pissed. Who's her favorite? Uh, I don't know. Bandito? No. 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 I don't know. I mean, she, she's snoring like a bear. <laughs> so, yeah, all right. Well, is there anything else that we need to discuss, Mark? I mean, depending on any other comments you have on All In, I think we're all good to go. Yep. Man, I know I'm missing something here. There's something that I want to add to this, and I can't think of what it is. But, uh, no, I'm just... I'm just thrilled that that happened and that, um, you know, it's it's one of the most important things that's ever happened in wrestling. And I know some people, especially people that weren't there or didn't watch, might be rolling their eyes if they're listening or watching to me say this. But, sure. you know, I would know these things I more than most people. Like, I have a pretty good, my fingers are on the pulse of things in this industry more so than most people my age or you know uh anyways i know for me being there i'm not exaggerating when i say i've had a couple days to think about it like you it's it was the most fun entertaining dramatic incredible i've never seen an audience have a connection with the talent like that before because the audience felt like they were part of it yep there's never been yeah there's never been i've never seen a a show on that grand of a scale do a better job of catering to its fans, you know, cause usually <clears throat> like saying WWE on a scale that big, there's so many different people they're trying to cater to of different, you know, types of fan that fall under the WWE universe. Thingy. Families. Yeah. Right. That. So they're trying to, they're trying to um, make a lot of different people happy and it's impossible. Right. This is this was a different yeah, thing. Really Everybody was. was happy. Like I, I don't, I didn't see anyone unhappy. I Mike Lawrence <clears throat> tweeted something that I'm gonna misquote, but he made a really interesting point that I didn't think about till he said it. But like they made, they wanted to make their fans happy. Yeah, I think it's a different business than yeah. WWE, and I would love WWE too. But like they leave your fa- the fans going like, what? That's the finish. It, like you said, 100% people left happy, and the show was about making the fans happy That's and right. giving them what they want, 100%, right. not what they think that they should want. Yeah. And uh, I also love, too, is like being introduced to wrestlers I've never seen before. Like yeah. I thought it was going to be all the people I knew. Like in the Battle Royal, there's a little guy. I forgot his name. Forgive me. Yeah, me too. Marco Stunt or something like that? I don't know who he was. He was uh, stellar. He was yeah. so great. I love seeing Cole Cabana get the, in his hometown, Chicago, get the Cole Cabana chant. Yeah. Like, uh, there was just there's so many so I've never had so many moments that I connected with in a in a wrestling whole wrestling show. Usually it's like oh I like that part. I liked yeah. every I sincerely loved all of it. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Well, we're 80 minutes in. Good it's show. It's not 110 like the Teddy Hart episode, but <laughs> good show. Though. This show. Uh, I wish I had cats to talk about. Uh, I'm sorry. Hey, oh. do you have any social media or? Stuff you want to plug, merch, um, uh, like uh, dates coming up. Rocky Romero merch dot com. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then um, uh, I'm at Taylor Comedy on Instagram and Twitter. And my name's Taylor Williams. I'm a comedian. I have a comedy special on Amazon Prime. You can watch. Uh, I tour around places. Uh, Where are you gonna be soon? I'm gonna be in Peoria, Illinois, uh, next month. Boca Raton, Florida. 
uh, Appleton, Wisconsin. Wow, I, I go, really? I go to all the the, the Appleton, the, Wisconsin. I do major markets. That's the tour I'm oh. on right now. I'm gonna be. I, I, I hypothetically might be on a really big TV show in January. Uh, if you like uh, me, uh, TaylorWilliams.com and my social media, I, I'll follow you. I'll let you know when that happens. I'll probably, it'll probably go to shit. Like everything else I announced, it's gonna be a thing and it all goes <laughs> back. <laughs> I was supposed to have a, a TV show last year that didn't work out, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna really excited about something. Fun, something fun coming up that I'm not supposed to talk cool. about. So, all right. So, you want to talk about it? Yeah, let's, this is the place <laughs> to do it. Right? <laughs> all right. Hey, man, thank you. I appreciate you coming in, Taylor. It was great spending the weekend with you, my friend. Dude, this is such a pleasure. It's, it's so fun meeting you. And I, I've been, I've, uh, I've been friends with Johnny for so long. I, 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 lo- I love him, and I, and I love you. And I've been such a fan. Of, I've been a fan of you since I was like 11 years old. So this is such Sweet. a joy to get to become. Which was only with seven you. years ago. So. <laughs> oh, thank you, <laughs> Denise. Awesome. So I had a totally different wrestling experience from all of you guys here this past weekend. I spent it at Expo Lucha in Los. Vegas, a two-day convention with lots of luchadors, legends, impact stars, lucha underground stars, you name it, triple A also. And so so make sure to go to my YouTube.com, youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. I have interviews there with El Hijo de Fantasma, Psycho Clown, LAX, you name it, all there. So make sure to check that out. If not, go on Twitter and on Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. That's right. At Jay Quasto, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood every single week. Red Carpet Rumble episodes come up, including the David Arquette, RJ City match, and also BlackcraftWrestling.com's pay-per-view is now on demand. Go to BlackcraftWrestling.com. Next one, October 5th in Anaheim. It's going to be amazing. Wait, I should have looked into the camera. I didn't know that. That's what professionals do. I'm just like, yeah. (laughs) Check out my MySpace. (laughs) LinkedIn. Hi. My Twitter is at TheRealXPOC. My Instagram, no the, just at RealXPOC. At It's Baby Lula on Instagram for Lou. Yeah. Um, at, what is it? YouTube.com slash XPOC. Yes. Yep, this is the YouTube channel. And uh, and um, we'll see you right here next week on XPOC 12360 on After Buzz TV, Cherico Network, and Westwood One. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Sean Waltman, producers Mark B. Donica, Jimbo Frank, and the entire Xbox 12360 staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in. Like us on Facebook, rate and comment on iTunes and YouTube, follow Xbox on Twitter at The Real Xbox, and email us at xbox12360show at gmail.com. The Westwood One Podcast Network.